0: This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And one of the areas I oversee along with a handful of others is our connect groups. And I've been able to brag to you guys Uh, brag about you guys to other churches. We get contacted throughout the year from other churches about what we do with Connect Groups, but in this past month, I've had five churches contact me about what we're doing in the midst of COVID and with the fall. Three of them senior pastors out, out of those five, and one of them was my friend. He was texting me. He was like, Mace, how is your guys' fall group's doing. Ours have been really, really weak. And I totally understood where he's coming from because it's been hard in this season with all the different lockdown and quarantine. And But I had to be honest with him. I said, you know, we've probably had uh, bigger group launches in the fall, but we're really solid. Our people are going for it. And he was like, wow, that's awesome. I kind of felt bad. I, I wanted to encourage him, but I was bragging on you guys. So give yourselves a big hand just for pressing in and being hungry for God in this season. A lot of great things happening. And, you know, I'm passionate about making disciples. That's what Jesus, he's a disciple maker. And one of the aspects to making disciples is helping people take their next steps. And we're going to talk about a very important next step this morning. I'm, I'm really excited that we have a lead pastor, Pastor Nate, who with everything going on, he wants his church to do a series on the Holy Spirit and and for our our connect groups to have an experience on on the Holy Spirit. How many are enjoying this series so far as we're in in week three? And it's just been great to press in. Yes, praise God. And in, in John chapter one, I want to read here verse 32 and 33. It says this, then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but When God sent me to baptize with water, he told me the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now, Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, where you're at, it says, once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so we want to talk about this topic of being immersed today. And and the first thing I want to share with you is this. The baptism in the Spirit is normal Christianity. It's normal Christianity. We see it all throughout the New Testament. If you have a certain Bible edition there in your hand in Acts chapter one, those verses four and five that we read, they will be in red letters if you have a red letter Bible edition because those are the words of Jesus. And a lot of people don't realize that Jesus himself talked about this concept of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. We see this specific phrase through all four gospels um, it's, it's talked about uh, by John the Baptist, as we just read, by Jesus. It's talked about by the Apostle Matthew. It's talked about by the Apostle John. It's talked about by the Apostle Peter twice in Acts. The, the gospel authors Mark and Luke both wrote about it as well. It's a common New Testament experience. In fact, you may not know this, but the phrase baptized in the Holy Spirit or baptized with the Holy Spirit actually appears more times in the New Testament than the phrase born again. Now, I'm not looking to create some weird hierarchy of theology by saying that, I just wanna say this, is that this experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's normal Christianity and it's emphasized to us as New Testament believers. And with this language of baptism, we get that visual picture of a believer who's being baptized in water. They're submerged into the water, and then they're brought back up. How many knows that's a really important part, right? That they're brought back up. We bat a 1,000 on that here in a minute. We bring everybody back up out of the water that we baptize. We make that promise to you if you get water baptized. But this baptism in the Spirit, it's a distinct experience from water baptism. They're not the same thing. Time would fail me, but I could take you to Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19, and I could show you uh, different episodes where, where people, are getting baptized in water, and then they're also getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. So what really helps me understand this is when I get into the language of baptism, it's a Greek word uh, that is baptizo, baptizo, and this Greek word was first used in a, around 200 BC in an ancient Greek recipe for pickling vegetables. What? what is that all about? Well, a cucumber and a pickle are actually the same vegetable. What's the difference? Well, the difference is I don't want cucumbers on my 4th of July hamburger. Come on, somebody. Right? Right? And so the difference is that the cucumber is dipped and submerged into a vat of solution, and it's transformed, and it's changed. Now, this should help you understand some things. Some people have baggage with the baptism of the Spirit because somewhere in their journey, they had a negative experience with someone who was Pentecostal right and a couple thoughts on that first off never equate God with people all right never do that I promise you if you get to know me well enough eventually I am going to disappoint you I promise you okay but the other thing that happens is some people they get baptized in the spirit and for the purpose of this illustration they don't realize that they're supposed to come out as a sweet pickle all right and instead they come out as just a dill Pentecostal all right and they didn't realize they kind of missed that whole thing, you know. And so God wants to baptize us in the spirit. Some of you got baptized decades ago, and that's great. But we want to pray for you again because God wants you to be sweet. All right? Look at someone next to you, nod, and just say sweet. yes. Yes. And and, and so this is a transformation that happens. As we read the book of Acts, we see the Holy Spirit, he's falling upon people, he's filling people, he's moving through the laying on of hands, he's hovering over situations, he's coming from all different types of directions. What is going on? It's a baptism. It's an immersion in the Spirit. And I believe that the promise of the Spirit has never been more relevant than we have today in 2020 with so many complicated issues layered on, po- on top of each other, uh, we have a lot of work in front of us to do. But this is what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He said, "...you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money." They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends. They will be reckless, anyone encouraged yet. They will be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. Wow, Paul, we get it. And then he says this, they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Another translation says, they will have a form of godliness, but deny the power. Friends, the, the, the church needs the power of the Spirit in 2020. Okay? As a father, as a husband, I need the fire of God in my life. I need the candle of the Lord burning in my heart or I am going to mess it up. We need a a church where young people can come and they can see a church crying out for the power of the Spirit to be poured out. We need the Twin Cities to have a river flowing from the house of God to bring healing, to bring restoration, to bring salvation. We need the power of the Spirit. Someone say amen. And so I want to share with you three mindsets for water baptism this morning. Three mindsets for spirit baptism, forgive me. Three mindsets for spirit baptism. And it's a a little acrostic that spells the word oil, if you want to follow along that way. But number one is this, is that we we need to open Jesus' invitation. We need to open Jesus' invitation. If you were to get a wedding invitation in the mail and you were to take it out, you wouldn't just leave it sealed, and then make a decision about it, right? No, you would, you would take that wedding invitation, you would open it, and you would read it, you would make sure you understand the information, and make an assessment on whether or not you were going to go, and you'd be like, wow, let's see the wedding Sunday at noon, all right, that's when there's a Vikings game, sorry, I can't go, I have to go to church, right? No, no one ever does that here, right? No, you got to open it up, you got to read it, and you got to understand it. And we're all at different places in our walk with God, but I just want you to know this. No matter where you're at, you have to understand that Jesus has sent you an invitation. He has sent you an invitation that he wants you to know him as your baptizer. He wants you to know him as your baptizer. There's a lot of different ways that we know Jesus. We know him as Savior. We know him as the Good Shepherd. We know him as the Bread of Life. We know him as the Light of the World. Um, A lot of different ways, the true vine. But Jesus also wants us to know him as our baptizer. And that's what this invitation is. It's an invitation for Jesus to baptize us himself, himself. And this invitation is a promise. It's a promise that started way back in the Old Testament. I could give you many examples, but Joel 2.28, it says that I will pour out my spirit on all people or on all flesh. And if you read that whole passage, it's talking about the last days. And it's talking about how, how God, he would pour his spirit out on a few few leaders in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, it wasn't going to matter if you were a man, if you were a woman. It wasn't going to matter your ethnicity. It wasn't going to matter your socioeconomic demographic. He wanted to pour his spirit out on all people. And when the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts 2, the apostle Peter pointed to this passage and said, today this has been fulfilled. It's been fulfilled. And then he went on to Put your name on that invitation, Peter did in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. Peter said this, he said, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Someone say, that's me. That's me. The Holy Spirit is for you, and Jesus put your name on the invitation, and he's invited you to be baptized by himself. Let me ask you a question. Have you opened your invitation? Have you read your invitation? Have you understood it? And do you want to know him as your baptizer? Number two is this. The second mindset you got to have is you got to imitate the disciples' commission. Imitate the disciples' commission. The disciples followed Jesus for three and a half years of his earthly ministry. And they saw Jesus do a lot of different things. They saw his unique and special connection to the Father. They, they experienced him speaking words of life to themselves. They saw him speak words of life to the multitudes. They saw him do miracles and signs and wonders. And then towards the end of Jesus' ministry, he was telling them, that, hey, I want to send you guys out to do the same thing. But then he said this, which Pastor Nate has been talking about the last few weeks. He said, it's actually better for you if I go away because then I can send another advocate. I could send another helper, another comforter, another counselor. I can send the divine mentor to be with you. And he promises to them. And then he, he made this statement in Luke 24, 49. He said, but before you go out, before you go out and before you do all that I've commanded you, I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Being fully clothed with power from on high is another picture of baptism. It's, it's being fully covered in the baptism of the Spirit. Now, how many knows that certain activities require certain clothing, right? 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 And this could be a different process for men and women. And I've learned this over the years being married. And I have an amazing wife, Camille. She's an awesome mom, teacher to our kids. She's a great partner in ministry. She's an awesome friend to many. And, and we had an event coming up that we had to go to, and, and she came to me at home and, and she said, hey, what do you think of this outfit? And I said, oh, that looks great, honey. She said, okay. And then she went back into the closet, and a few minutes later she came out, she had another outfit, she said, what do you think of this outfit? I said, oh, that's great, honey. She said, okay. And then she went back into the closet, and a few minutes later she goes, so well, what do you think of this outfit? And I go, can I call a time out here? I go, what's going on? And uh, she goes, well, we got this event coming up, and I have, say it with me, ladies, Nothing to wear, yes, yes. And, and, and me, being the slow, typical male that I am, I was like, what do you mean? What's all that stuff in your closet right there, right? And she said, well, I can't wear any of that to this event. And so it took me a while to kind of buy into this, this concept, and, and, but eventually, I said, okay. I said, all right, hey, why don't we just do Why don't we go to the mall tomorrow and we can buy an outfit for this event? She said, really? I said, yeah. She says, okay. Oh, I don't know if I have anything to wear to the mall. I was like, all right. I give up. This is above my pay grade. All right. <laughs> Blessings on you. Um, but there are, there's certain clothing for certain activities, right? And there is a mission that God has for you as a parent. There's a mission that God has for you as a business owner, as an employee, as a son, as a daughter, as a student. And you want to make sure that you have the right clothing for the mission that God has for you. I experienced this when I was a teenager. I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 15 years old in Las Vegas, Nevada, International Church of Las Vegas, Pastor Paul Goulet. And God was moving in that church powerfully. And about a year into that process, I began to cry out for God to baptize me in his spirit. And I didn't understand it as well as I do today. And so my prayer was kind of incomplete and kind of rough. But I basically was saying, God, I want to be used by you. I want everything that you have for my life. And if this is real, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And while I was in a church service, the Holy Spirit came and filled me and flooded me with his presence. And it changed my life. It changed the way I prayed. It changed the way I worshiped. It changed the way I went to school. You could say that I went from the upper room in church, it, the, the move of God went from the upper room to my bedroom to the classroom, and uh, me and one, and one of my best friends, Gibran, we were actually uh, best men in each other's wedding. We would go on our high school campus with our Bibles and ask God to use us in the lives of our friends, and we would see our friends come to church, we would see God do awesome things, and I, I still remember uh, after being filled with the Spirit and, and inviting our friends, we had Our our big, towering outside linebacker football teammate uh, come to youth group one night, and I was up at the front of the altar. I was a student leader, uh, and we opened it up for prayer, and he just came down to me and said, hey, would you pray with me, bro? And he didn't really give a a specific prayer request or anything, so I just began to pray for him. And as I was praying for him, the the Holy Spirit gave me a word of knowledge of, of a situation going on at home with his family. And so I kind of spoke that out, I just began to pray healing over his family, and I began to pray healing over him, and this big, all-state, tough guy was up there with me, and and I saw tears begin to stream down his cheeks, And, and I said, amen, and he looked at me, he said, Mace, he says, how did you know about that? I said, I don't know about it, man, but God knows about it, and he loves you and cares about you. And I could tell you 10 more stories just like that, just as a teenager, um, just being used by God on my high school campus. But that all started with the Holy Spirit filling my life. Here's the thing. Don't self-appoint before the Spirit anoints. Okay? Receive an anointing before the appointing. All right? Let The baptism of the Spirit be your commissioning to be sent out, to be used by God, to be the light, to be salt and light in a dark world. So let me ask you this. What is your spirit baptism story? What is it? Has it started? What's the next chapter you want to write? And so we gotta open Jesus' invitation, we gotta imitate the disciples' commission, and then we gotta link connectivity with partnership. We gotta link connectivity with partnership. Now that word connectivity is a buzzword right now because all the cell phone providers out there are touting their new 5G mobile networks, right? And this new 5G technology, it promises that you will have fewer drop calls, right? And you'll have faster connection. You'll have increased connectivity. Jesus leads us into a greater level of partnership with his spirit, but he also promises a greater level of connectivity. Uh, Remember John one thirty three, where Jesus got water baptized and then the Holy Spirit fell upon him like a dove, and the Bible says that it rested and remained on Jesus. He was he was clothed. He was baptized in the Spirit as a model for his disciples as, and as a model for us. And then his earthly ministry began, and he had a special connection with his Father. And so Jesus doesn't just say, hey, I want to use you more. He says, I want to partner with you more so I can be closer to you. I can be closer to you. One of the things that happened when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit is the gift of spiritual language got activated in my life. And I had a a new way to pray and a new way to worship and a new way to connect with God. And it was a a different dimension. Um, And and so here's something I want to share with you. Intimacy with God breaks intimidation before man. Intimacy with God breaks intimidation before men. This is why the apostles were marked by the attribute of boldness. Not because they were extroverted and they all had charismatic personalities, but because they were intimate with the Father. And they had no reason to now be fearful before men. And it freed them to be used by God. This is what happened in my life. is As I was, as I was immersed in the Spirit of God, the, the Father's love was being poured into the gaps and the valleys in, in my insecure heart right? And it was filling me with affirmation and encouragement. And by the time I stepped on my campus, man, I had all the courage uh, in the world to share my faith with my friends. This is how God equips us. He doesn't just send us out to use us. He pours his love into us to make us healthier vessels. And as I was praying for you guys, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me that this morning he wanted to pour out his spirit in your life to use you, but he also wanted to bring healing that there is a, there's a scarred psyche that a lot of people have in this hour from the trauma of COVID-19 and, and quarantines and lockdowns and social upheaval and, and the fear of future uncertainties. And people don't even know that they're on edge and their relationships are strained and they think it's the person in the relationship, but the reality is there's just a whole lot of unrest in a lot of people that they're not even aware of. And can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit wants to come this morning and he wants to fill you. And he wants to fill you with his love. And he wants to fill you with his peace. The Bible calls it shalom. That's what God wants to do. And it's in that place of connectivity with the Father's heart where you will be equipped to be a world changer, friends. See, the heart of it is not to seek a gift, but it's to know the giver of gifts, the divine mentor. And let me say this, if you're a believer here, and you say, I don't know that I've experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, does this mean I don't have the Holy Spirit? Of course you have the Holy Spirit. You can't come to Jesus without the Holy Spirit, okay? And and, and just because someone else has been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it doesn't make them a better Christian. Did you hear that? It doesn't mean that God loves them more than he loves you. God still loves you the same, all right? But I will tell you this, as we grow in our connection, Uh, in, In the spirit, it opens up a new dimension of intimacy. It opens up a new dimension of knowing God. And it creates an overflow in our life that we can bless others with. So before you go out on a limb for Jesus, make sure that you have that connection to him. So we have several avenues here at Emmanuel where you can seek this and and we believe you you can receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna pray this morning at the end of this service and seek God for him to fill us and we're gonna believe for, for activation in people's lives. You can come forward after service is dismissed and we'll have our prayer teams. In all of our connect groups that are doing the everyday with the Holy Spirit study, there's going to be an opportunity on the last session of this series to pray with your group. And we actually, in our group that my wife and I host a year ago, we did a similar series on the Holy Spirit. And on, on the last week, the last session of that series, we, at the end we were worshiping and we just said, hey, if you would like prayer, to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just, just step forward here in the living room. And obviously, this was pre-COVID, all right? Don't send me any emails, I understand. Uh, it was pre-COVID, and we said, just step right here in the middle, and we just begin to pray over people. There was no pressure, there was nothing weird, we didn't push anybody down, okay? Um, but as we were seeking God and worshiping and praying, four people that night got baptized in the Spirit in our living room with, with activation of spiritual language as well, and it was powerful. It can happen anywhere, friends. It doesn't just have to happen here church. It can happen anywhere. And then the other avenue that we also will have is a Holy Spirit retreat on Saturday, October 24th. And you, it's a free event. We need you to register because we'll provide uh, food for you at that, at that event. And you can find more information out at uh, org slash events. And so there are plenty of opportunities here at Emanuel in this season and ongoing, really, forever to, to, to receive prayer and to seek this promise of the Father. And so my, my last section here, I want to talk to you about, well, how do I RSVP, right? How do I RSVP? If an invitation has RSVP on it, that means that the person leading the event, they need to know, they need to hear back from the guest if they're going to respond and attend, and so this is the way we can RSVP to Jesus' invitation to be our baptizer. And uh, I, I don't know how this happened. These four points all start with the letters YMCA. has nothing to do with anything, but for whatever it's worth, there it is. It's a fun place to stay. Okay, here we go. Y is yield to Jesus. Yield to Jesus. I can tell you this from experience baptizing people in water. I cannot baptize someone in water who doesn't want to be baptized. It just doesn't. Quite work right, and it becomes a really awkward moment. All right, I had a guy once; he had a really stiff back, and it was like getting very awkward trying to get him under that water. We we eventually figured it out, but uh, it was awkward there for a moment. It's the same way; you can't be baptized in the Holy Spirit if you're suspicious about Jesus. you got to soften your heart and trust him. Nothing bad is going to happen to you if you pray to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to fill you with your spirit. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. And just in case you're worried about something weird happening to you, Jesus talked about this in Luke chapter 11, verse 11 through 13. He said, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is normal Christianity, friends, and it's completely safe. Yield to Jesus. The M there is magnify Jesus. Magnify Jesus. Praise and worship Jesus with words and with song. And James 4.8 says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. Come close to God, God will come close to you. Psalms 22.3, he inhabits the praises of his people. Another translation says that he's enthroned in the praises of his people. That literally as you're praising and worshiping out loud, you are building a throne for the king of kings to come and rest upon. So I like to to build Jesus a big throne when I praise and worship, because I want Jesus to come in all of his power and all of his glory. And, And so we don't wanna just sing words on a screen, we wanna declare them out loud from our heart. And we wanna worship him as a way to seek his presence and to draw near to him. So we need to yield to Jesus, we need to magnify Jesus, and we need to confess blessing blockers confess blessing blockers. As you're seeking God, the Holy Spirit might show you an area of your life that he wants you to surrender to Christ. And this is not God trying to make you feel like a bad person, or, and this is not God trying to punish you. This is God trying to do the work of transformation in your life. You know, the human heart, it's, it's a very deep, deep place. It's a lot deeper than most people give themselves credit for. But even in saying that, the human heart does have limited capacity. It has limited capacity. Some people don't even realize that they have a big no vacancy sign over their heart between them and God because there's issues in their life that God wants them to surrender to him. And here's the cool thing that happens. It's not God putting pressure on you to be perfect. That's not what this is. Is as you surrender that area of your life, he cleans it out. And what that does is it creates space for the Holy Spirit to come in and replace that territory in your heart. And it creates more room for God to fill you. So as you're seeking God, if he shows you something, just confess that and surrender that to God and let him do the work that he wants to do in your life. For example, you may have unforgiveness. You may have unresolved hurt and anger between you and another person. I wanna encourage you, let the Holy Spirit lead you to forgive them just as Christ forgave you. And just release that and watch the love of God begin to do a new work in your heart. So yield to Jesus, magnify Jesus, confess blessing blockers and then the A, ask and receive by faith. Ask and receive by faith. Remember the baptism of the Spirit is a gift. It's not something you can earn. Sometimes people begin to seek him and think that their imperfections are holding them back, but that would be alive from the enemy, all right? The baptism of the spirit is here to empower you, all right? So we need to come to a place where we can ask in simple childlike faith and then wait upon him and receive in childlike faith as well. And we want to ask And then have a moment by faith where we receive that commissioning. Receive that commissioning from the Lord that he's empowering you to go out and be used by him. And I believe as we're in that process, God's going to begin to do a work inside of us. He's going to begin to activate things inside of us. And we're going to see God do some incredible things. And that's our hope. That's our hope here in this series. That's our hope this morning is that here at Emmanuel, we will take advantage of every opportunity to receive everything that God has for our lives. Whether, whether it happens today, whether it happens tomorrow, whether it happens a week or a month from now, we just want to be on the journey as disciples following Jesus into the next steps that he has for us. And this is one of them, friends. Spirit baptism, it's a life completely immersed into the influence and person of the Spirit. Completely immersed. And that's why we've been talking about the divine mentor, that's why we've been talking about the third person of the God, because it's a relationship, friends. It's a relationship. And Jesus is inviting you into a new journey with him in this way. Jesus has also extended an invitation to us in the plan of salvation. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Andrew, you're talking about Jesus and you're talking about the Bible and you're talking about the Holy Spirit and all this stuff is great, but I don't even know where I'm at with God today. I don't even know where I'm at. And can I tell you, that's why Jesus died on the cross. He didn't die on the cross so you could feel uncertain about your standing before your heavenly Father. Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that as you put your faith in Him and as you receive Him as your Lord and Savior, He can forgive you of your sins and you can know the love of your Heavenly Father and you can know that you have eternal life, not by your works, not by our, our own human righteousness, but by His grace. So in a moment, I'm gonna to count to three, and if you're here, Maple Grove, Elk River, online, here at Spring Lake Park, and you say, Pastor, I need to get right with God. When I get to three, I just want to invite you just to slip up a hand, those of you online, just make an acknowledgement to the Lord. Why don't we do this? Why don't we bow our heads, close our eyes right now. If you're already a believer, just pray for those around you. Pray for those who are listening right now. We thank you, Jesus, for what you want to do. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that people would sense your kindness. They would sense your kindness and your goodness, that you love them. I pray you draw your sons and daughters to you this morning. I'm going to count to three. One, you need to get right with God. Two, maybe you once walked with the Lord, but in recent times, you've you, you walked away. You need to come back today. Three, lift up a hand right now in this place. You need to get right with God. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, all sorts of hands in almost every section here at Spring Lake Park. Yes. Yes, Maple Grove, Elk River, hold that hand up, hold that hand up. Maple Grove, Elk River, those of you online, the Lord sees you. Yes, thank you, Jesus. I'll just wait a few more moments. You're sitting there, you're saying, your heart's beating, you're saying, is that me? Is that me? Yes, that's you. Just lift up a hand right now. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. This is so awesome. Let's all repeat this prayer out loud together as a family. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Come into my hearts, be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me and rising from the grave. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from my old life and I want to follow you from this day forward and the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. Now hold there for a moment. Lord, I pray for those who said that and needed to say it, whether they raised their hand or not. Lord, I pray they would sense the blood that you shed on the cross cleansing them right now, cleansing their conscience, taking their sins which were red like scarlet and making them as white as snow, God. Let them sense the smile of their Father in heaven crowning them right now with eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, can we give the Lord praise, church? Can we give him praise? Hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. Do me a favor, everyone just just hold your phone here for a second, and if you said that prayer and you got right with God this morning, can you do us, we wanna send you some resources we want to help you grow in this decision. Just text the word Emmanuel to 313131. Text the word Emmanuel to 313131. If you made that decision today, take that next step so we can send you some resources and help you continue to grow in your walk with God. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel Today. To learn more about the many ministry opportunities we have throughout the week, be sure to check out EmmanuelCC.org.